Hi, and welcome to our podcast on affirmative action. In this podcast, we will go over this policy and how and why it was implemented in addition to what it was used for. I'm Tristan. I'm Alex. I'm Abigail. And I'm Simon. Starting off this podcast, what is affirmative action? Affirmative action describes a set of policies that support members of historically disadvantaged groups in education, employment, and housing. Support for affirmative action has sought to achieve goals such as bridging inequalities in employment and pay, increasing access to education, promoting diversity, and redressing apparent past wrongs, harms, or hindrances, says Will Kenton, a journalist with a degree in political science. In 1961, affirmative action was enacted for the first time when President John F. Kennedy initiated the Executive Order 10925 on March 6. The purpose of the order was to deal with an issue regarding discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. With affirmative action, federal contractors were to treat everyone as equals, which removed the issue of discrimination in the workplace. This executive order also created the Committee on Equal Employment Opportunity. Following John F. Kennedy's executive order, President Lyndon B. Johnson began a series of orders that expanded affirmative action. In 1965, Executive Order 11246 required all government contractors to use affirmative action in order to expand employment opportunities for minorities. Two years after this order was enacted, President Johnson amended 11246 to include women as minorities as well. An example of a current event dealing with affirmative action was in the ruling where a federal judge ruled that Harvard could continue to use race as a decision in their admissions process as it was still necessary to ensure diversity at Harvard. However, the judge continued to state that the use of race might become unnecessary in the future. The plaintiff argued that Harvard discriminated against Asian Americans in their application process. The plaintiff plans to appeal the decision to the first court of appeals and, if necessary, to the U.S. Supreme Court. The judge stated that while the process could be better, there were enough problems to require Harvard to dismantle and rebuild their entire admissions process. This ruling sets a legal precedent for the continuance of the policy of affirmative action. It shows how the policy might still be required for colleges to have a diverse student body. This ruling reveals how affirmative action could be used to discriminate against minority groups instead of helping to protect them from discrimination. Plaintiff had a professor of economics analyze the data the court ordered Harvard to reveal. The data showed that the Asian Americans' personal qualities, such as grit and leadership, were rated lower than similar qualities for white students. However, Harvard hired their own expert who disputed the plaintiff's findings, claiming that their expert cherry-picked the data to support their arguments. The plaintiff argued that the discrimination was the result of unclear instructions from the college to admission officers. After several weeks of debate, the judge decided that decided in favor of Harvard. This case shows the different ways people view the policy of affirmative action and explains each side's reasoning. Education isn't the only place affirmative action is present in today's society. While the food workspace is one of the most diverse industries in all of America, with about half of the low-level employees being women, and half of them being minority races, it overall is affected negatively by what seems to be past differences in wealth and other aspects. The farther up you look the ranks in the food industry, the less women and less minorities you see appearing. 
According to a QSR article, minorities and women comprise only 31% and 29% respectively of all general manager positions. At the corporate level, minority representation is even sparser, with only 8% of corporate executives being minorities. This is a startling realization that supports the continued use of affirmative action today. Part of the roadblock that has stopped minorities from getting into the food business is money. Money is a necessary to create more wealth, and one way to get money is loans. Unfortunately, loans require having some sort of equity, and a lot of minorities be, being historically disadvantaged do not have that. Affirmative action can help them get the loans they need to succeed. This isn't just favoring a minority over someone who may be white or male, because all, it, all it's doing is setting down a roadblock that is usually not there. It's making the playing field more equal, not shifting it towards minorities. The goal that we should strive for with affirmative action is not needing it. However, to achieve the goal of not needing affirmative action, policymakers would need to help children gain the tools they need to succeed. After the children of America become the parents, they would then be able to give their children the tools to succeed without government needing to assist them. Policymakers also need to create stricter laws that govern the workplace on discrimination. One of the few areas where discrimination is the most rampant. Thank you for listening to our podcast.